world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. So in the verge of the election here, I'm going to do two things. Number one, I, I am so sick and tired of the lie of the separation between the church and state as currently practiced in America. I'm taking that on today. That's what the show is going to be about. You can tune in or you can tune out, whatever you want to right now. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of being a second-class citizen because I happen to be a Christian. Number two, I'm calling me. I am going on. I'm fasting today. I'm fasting till sunset, all right? Luckily, it's daylight savings time, so it won't be as long. Fasting today that God's will would be done tomorrow in that election. Anybody wants to join me, I would ask you to join me. If you've already eaten, that's okay. Just start from right now, consecrate the next few hours, whatever it would be, with, to prayer and fasting, prayer that God's will will be done. And then that way out there, those of you who are praying that things will only get worse so the rapture will come, maybe, you're, maybe his will will be done. I'm praying for victory. I'm praying that we're going to stand up and push back. I'm praying for a great awakening. I'm praying for the greatest wave and awakening in Christian history. Anybody, join, anybody want to join me in that prayer? Would you rather say we're lost, it's all over, we're defeated, we'll never win, Jesus go? How do you want to live your life? I don't want to live my, listen, I don't want to live my life like that. I don't want to live my life in defeat. You say, well, coach, it's not really defeat. Yes, it is. You're fooling yourself. You are fooling yourself if you think things getting worse are not a defeat. You're fooling yourself. It's a defeat. It's a defeat of the Christianity we claim to serve. Now, it's not a defeat of Christ. Oh, no, no, that's something entirely different. No, no. In the battleground of ideas, will the Christian faith emerge victorious or not? And I'm going to tell you the truth. Most of you, sorry, bad, bad word. Many of you watching this show have a theology that teaches you it's only going to get worse. Somebody say amen. You can go ahead and say amen. You don't have to. I'm just amen. telling you. Amen. I'm going to tell you, if you're on my football team, you'd never see the field. I would never put you on the field against a team that, that you thought we were going to lose to. I wouldn't play you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play you. And the entire Christian America, for the most part, uh, we're on a sinking ship. But we're, there's a life raft coming. But we're on a sinking ship. There'll be another good place to say amen. I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of it. Amen. I'm sick of it. I'm going to show you some stuff today. As to why we're in the mess that we're in, hopefully, uh, uh, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, right? And I, I sit around, I have conversations with people. I, I saw something on the on the thing today, on the website today. I said to my wife, "This is um, this is unbelievable. Christians actually believe there's a separation between the church and state. Christians believe it. Christians believe it. The the Luciferians lied to us, and we believe them." <laughs> He tells us a separate. Uh, uh, there is, by the way. I'm going to get into that today. Myra, go ahead and pray us in. Yes, Coach, I will do so. Good morning, Hado. It is written, the reading today will be from Philippians 2 9 through 12. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Does that mean government? Does that mean Democrats? Does that mean Republicans? Does that mean mean conservatives and liberals? Does it mean that? That every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the... I think that's what I mean. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jesus is in control, folks. Devil's not in control, friends. Devil's not in control. He's only in control because you let him be. Go ahead. Yes, coach. And every tongue that shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, 
not as in my presence only, but now much more. Wow, 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 wow. Easy to be a Christian when he was around. <laughs> Easy to follow him around, be a Christian when he's around. He ain't around anymore, is he, huh? No, he's not around anymore. But now much more in my absence. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm feeling it today. Go ahead, Myra. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that destroys the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. So look, here's what, I want you to fast for the election. I'm, I'm sending a message to myself here. Bear with me just a second. And uh, here's what I I made this statement the other day. I'm hoping somebody will pick it up and call me a right-wing fundamentalist or something like that. One of those names that they love to try to scare people with. Uh, by the way, those those nicknames, those things they call me, they inspire me. They don't scare me. So, uh, I mean, it's all good. It's all good for me. Hang on. Let me get this here before I forget. Okay, good. I sent that to me. I sent it in that. Cool. Okay, so look, here's, here's what it is. I believe, in fact, I put a... I put a meme. What are we going to do after the election? Tomorrow's the election. I think we're going to win. By we, here's what I mean, by we. I mean, we are going to be successful in throwing the worst bums out. Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in support of the Republican Party. I'm not a Republican Party wonk. I'm not a Donald Trump loyalist, right? I am a Make America Great Again loyalist. I think you could probably say that. And I would tell you this, that in order to, to uh, get control of the horse, you got to knock somebody out of a saddle. Anybody want to agree with me on that? The guy riding in the saddle is in control. And so I'm voting to knock the guy in the saddle out. Now, we're not going to knock him out, but we're going to knock his support out, right? And then once we knock his support out, then it's going to be incumbent upon us to do something about it. So look, we have to ask ourselves two questions as we sit here today. What do we do if there's a red wave? And what do we do if there's not? Because no matter, no matter what, when you wake up tomorrow, uh, Wednesday morning, we will either have been cheated or not cheated. Would you all agree with me? There's no way that the Democrats are going to win. Absolutely no way. I just saw yesterday 81%, 81% of Democrats think the country's heading in the right, wrong direction. 81% of Democrats think the country's heading in the wrong direction. Now, do you really believe that those, well, if there's not a red wave tomorrow, it's rigged. And then if, it, if it's rigged, then that's a whole other thing that we have to deal with, isn't it? Really. But what we have to do from here, when, when, we, when we change underwear and put different diapers in there, we have to realize that now's our time. We have to, are you ready? Here's a term I'm, I'm, I, uh, I posted on Facebook. It's time for us to legislate morality. You guys hear me? Because what have, they been telling us for, what have they been telling us for 60 years? You can't legislate morality. However, they are legislating immorality, aren't they? They're, they're doing a great job legislating immorality. But see, that's another one of those lies that we bought. You can't legislate murder. No, you can't legislate it. But you could say this. If you murder a baby, you are going to pay the price. You are see, that would be le- that would be that would be legalizing morality. We could say that if you bring homosexual perverts in to indoctrinate our children, you're going to go to jail. That would be legislating morality. Anybody picking up what I'm laying down here today? Because they've told us over and over and over and over and over. See, the purpose of the law, the law is a schoolmaster that guides us to Christ. Now, who's Christ? He's the truth. So the law is the schoolmaster that tells us how to behave. And when you don't behave properly, there are consequences to it. So we need to get a banner made after uh, the bad guys lose this election. You notice I didn't say the good guys win. After the really bad guys lose this election, we need to legislate morality. Boom. Huh? Yes, yes. We need to demand that our elected officials legislate what we voted for. You say, well, coach, we can't do that because there's separation between the church. You dummy. 
you freaking dummy. I'm going to get into that here today as well. Fired up. Let me ask you this. I wrote a couple of them down. I read all the time about right-wing conspiracy. Oh, that's a right-wing conspiracy. That's a that's a, another right-wing. Every time we come up with a poking a hole in the other guy's boat, they say it's a right-wing conspiracy, and the media comes along and patches up the hole. Right? You with me? You with me? I wrote down some right-wing, cons- uh, left-wing conspiracies here today. Anybody agree with me? Uh, that kid from Covington High School. Remember him? Huh? He was disrespectful to an Indian, right? <laughs> no, no. They wanted to commit. It was a left-wing conspiracy. How about uh, Donald Trump colluded with the Russians? No, no, no. Left-wing conspiracy, folks. Help me out here. I did not have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Left-wing conspiracy, right, folks? Huh? Left-wing conspiracy. The COVID pandemic started in a wet market because someone ate a bad bat. No, no, no. Left-wing conspiracy, folks. Sorry, left-wing. Take the vaccine. It won't hurt you. Left-wing conspiracy. Conspiracy theorists on the on the left. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got, I got a couple more. Hunter Biden's laptop didn't really exist. Left-wing conspiracy. Left-wing conspiracy. Yes, it did. We know it did, right? Huh? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I did not have sex with that one. Oh, I know. I said that one, didn't I? Uh, Hillary Clinton didn't commit any felonies. Left-wing conspiracy. Are you guys picking up what I laid down? I'll give you one more. COVID vaccines will keep you from getting COVID. Left-wing conspiracy. Left. See, folks, we have got to learn. The Bible says that the children of this world need to learn how the devil operates and do it in a righteous manner. Look how he operates and do it. It says the children of this world are wiser in their day than the children of the... Golly, golly, golly. I'm convinced of this. See, We don't really want to win. You know why we don't really want to win? Because it's got to get worse so the rapture can come. Look, if things are getting better, well, then Jesus isn't maybe coming so soon. Got to get bad. Got to get really, really bad. It'll get really, really bad because we hide in our church. We don't come out. We don't engage. We don't engage. So after we win, throwing out the Luciferians, we need to legislate morality. Anybody with me on that? Huh? Because look, folks, they accuse us of it anyway. As they destroy all kinds of morality, they are constantly con- they're, they're constantly accusing us of legislating morality. When all they are doing, hang on, hang on. They haven't legislated morality, folks. They've used the courts to undermine morality. With the lie of the separation between the church and state, they've undermined. They've under what's undermined the moral foundation upon which America stood, which America stands. Listen, I'm gonna. This is gonna be biblical. Stay with me. Stay with me. You get it? You get it? Well, I I got so much stuff on a Monday morning. Can I show you why? Uh, let's go right here, real quick, uh, Spencer. Pull up uh, number four. Pew Research. I just I came across this today, this morning, in U.S. Far more support than oppose the separation of church and state. So they have done a wonderful job since 1947, Everson versus the Board of Education, when they declared that there was a separation between the church and state. Over the last 47, 60, 80, 85 years, would that be right, 47 to 85, they have uh, as they turn over the education of schools, a new generation comes, a new generation comes, a new generation comes. We now, through at least three generations, have determined there's a separation between the church and state, and the average Christian believes that. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Uh, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of a religion, nor prohibiting the three exercise thereof. Free exercise thereof. Hey, friends. If you go to get a medical exemption for your job, the government can't say anything about it. That is called free 
exercise of your faith. <laughs> you get, come on, tell me you get it. And see, Congress can't make a law making you take a jab because why? It violates the First Amendment to freedom of religion. Tell me you get it. Tell me you get it. Tell me you understand. Because because if we don't get if we don't get Christians, oh my goodness. Take a deep breath, coach. Take a deep breath. Take a breath. Oh yeah. Dave, are you there? Bruce, I'll, I'll get a hold of you. Some, I got I to gotta call him. Oh, hang on. Let me text him right now so he doesn't think I'm, I'm crazy. Uh, I'll say, yes, doing my show. I suppose to call him back. I got busy, forgot. I'll say, I'll call later. Cool. Cool. All right. Now, where am I? So slide down here a little bit. Let me turn that off. That doesn't happen again. Slide down on that page a little bit. Because I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on here. But here you are. They're right there, right there. Most Americans oppose declaring Christianity as official faith of the United States. Most Americans. Make that a little bigger. Uh, cities and, uh, should cities and towns be allowed to put religious symbols on public property? Only 39% of Americans say yes. Huh? Yeah, that means 41% don't really care. Or either oppose or don't care. Should public school, school teachers be allowed to lead uh, students in Christian prayers. Only 30% of Americans say, hey, friends, hey, what percentage of Americans are Christian? Well, I don't know. It's more than 30%. But 30% of the people they said said it shouldn't be saying prayers in school. You with me? I'm going somewhere. Hang on. Federal government should stop enforcing separation of church and state. Oh, only 19%. Only 19% of Christians believe the federal government should stop the separation of church and state. In fact, most people believe they should enforce it. You, you following me, folks? Are you following me here? U.S. Constitution was inspired by God, reflects God's vision for America. Only 18% of Christians believe that. And the federal government should declare U.S. a Christian nation. Only 15% of Christians believe that. Federal government should advocate Christian values, only 13%. Only 13% of Christian Americans think we should. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Mm. Oh, it's more and more. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Man, I'm on it now. I'm after it today. So how do we get here? How do we get here? Well, let me start right here because you're going to love this. Pull up number three. Point number three. Because first of all, you have to understand what Thomas Jefferson's letter to the Danbury Baptist is all about. Slide on down here. Religion in the original 13 colonies. By the way, there's 1600 Virginia was the first one. Shows how long, yada, yada. But here's what I want you to know. Keep on going on down. Watch this. Virginia. Virginia. Folks, the separation between the church and state that the Baptists were talking about was denominations of Christianity. They didn't want the Church of America. They didn't want the president being ahead of the church and ahead of the government, like it was in England. You understand that? They had the Church of England. You understand that? And they came over. They fled that. They said, we don't want the king telling the church what to do. And they wrote a letter to Thomas Jefferson, which I'll show you here in a minute, where Jefferson said, don't worry about that. No, we just left that. We're gonna. Uh, the church is always going to be free, always going to be free. And the separation between the church and state, according to Jefferson, which we'll read here in a minute, said this that the federal government will not favor one denomination over another. You with me? Huh? Evidently, 72, at least 72% of Americans don't know that because they've been educated in secular schools where they've been doing everything they can for the last 150 years to undermine Christianity in the schools. That's what happened in 1947. Okay, so hang on. Virginia, these are historical documents, 13 original colonies. Virginia, it's official religion, official religion. Official religion of Virginia was what? Anglican, Church of England. Go on down to the next one. Official language, uh, two, New York. Official religion, Anglican, Church of England. It was the official state-recognized religion. Colonial, Massachusetts. It was the Congregational Church. Official established church. Hey, hang on. The official established ruling denomination in Massachusetts was Anglican. In Maryland, it was Anglican and Church of England. Are you following? Am I picking this up here yet? In in uh, Delaware, they didn't have one. I guess that's where all the atheists ran to. That's where Joe Biden's from. Connecticut. 
was the congregational church. Did you guys know this? I'm going to wait a minute. I'm going to wait a minute because I'm going to let somebody come in and say, um, you ready? I never knew that. Go ahead. I'll, I'll wait a minute. Go ahead. I never knew I, that. I didn't know that. Go to the next one. Connecticut was congregational. Number seven, New Hampshire, congregational church. Established official religion, official religion. So when Thomas Jefferson said there was a separation between the church and the state, he knew what he was talking about, didn't he? The state. The state was going to be able to have its own religion. Not that there was no religion. Rhode Island, they didn't have any either. They didn't have one over there. We could read we could read the extenuating circumstances, but they never put it in the Constitution. Georgia had none. They had the Charter of Georgia, though, which talked about it. North Carolina, Anglican Church of England, 11. Go to the next one. I'll put this in the chat as well. South Carolina, Anglican Church of England, 12. Who was the next one? Uh, Pennsylvania didn't have one, although we know they became Quaker, right? Dutch Quaker, you know that, right? We all know that. Ben Franklin was a Quaker, 13. Official religion, none. None in, in New Jersey. They still don't have one there, by the way. So we have at least 10 of the original 13 colonies had as their official religion some form of Christianity, some form. And so when Thomas Jefferson, when they wrote, the Danbury Baptist wrote to Thomas Jefferson and said, listen, you're not going to make all of us be Baptists, are you? You know, Danbury, look, Danbury, Connecticut didn't have a religion. Go back to Connecticut. Go back to Connecticut, Spence. Connecticut didn't have a religion, I don't think. Uh, where was it? Where was Connecticut? Wasn't that one without a religion? There. Oh, it was Congregational Church. Oh, I get it. So the Baptists were upset. Said, "Listen, you're not going to make, you're not going to make the Congregational Church the official religion of Connecticut, are you? We're Baptists here." And Jefferson, no, 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 we ain't going to do that. Because why? The first thing they put in the Constitution was, "Congress shall make no law regarding the establishment of a religion." national denomination, nor prohibiting your right to be a Lutheran or Methodist, or you can even be an atheist. You can be that if you want to. But America is a land of liberty based on Christian foundation. Y'all with me? Picking up what I'm laying down here so far? So far, so good? All right. So then uh, I could show you, just throw, throw it up there real quick, Baptist letter to Thomas Jefferson. Throw it up there. Danbury Baptist, here it was. They were worried. I'm not going to read it all to you. I'll put it in the chat if you want to. They were worried that Thomas Jefferson was going to make the Anglican church, the church, the official church of the United States. They said, we're Baptists. We don't want to follow that. Jefferson, no, no, we ain't going to do that. We're not going to do that to you. No, this freedom of religion here. You can be whatever you want to. You can actually be, you can be a Muslim here, but you have to follow Christian teachings. You can't have seven wives, right? Right? We have a common set of morality, and that common set of morality is Christian. It's Christian. Now, you can be whatever denomination, whatever sect you want to, because there's separation between the church and state. You can do whatever you want to. But it was never a throwing off, a shaking off of the chains of Christianity in American society. It never was. Then you have number six, Jefferson's response to him. And what does Jefferson say when he responds to him? Dude, you got it all wrong. I ain't going to do that. Believing with you that religion is a matter which lies solely between man and his God, that he owes account to none other for his faith or his worship, that the leg- legitimate powers of government reach actions only and not opinions. I contemplate the sovereign reverence, the act of the whole American people, which declared their legislature should make no law respecting the establishment of a religion, but prohibiting the free exercise thereof, thus building a wall separation between the church and state. The church ain't going to meddle in the church. Oh, my God, have they lied to us. 18% of Christians. Okay. Take a deep breath here, Coach. I'm heading somewhere with it. I'm heading somewhere. What's that? I did the Pew Research. Religion of the cause, I did that. Okay. So what are what is ethics? Because the Bible teaches us this. Can two walk together lest they agree? Lest we, can two walk together? Can we have a country... Where half of the people say it's okay to murder a baby, and the other half of the country say it's not okay to be murder a baby. Folks, those are two. Uh, I'm not real good in science, but those are two diametric, diametrically opposed beliefs. 
Can two walk together? Can we have a country where we have these two? See, what? so what they've done is they've inserted into that, well, we, well I'm going to take you, ethics. Et- ethics is the doctrines of morality or social manners. The science of moral philosophy, which teaches men their duty and the reason for it. Now, let me ask you a question. If there was no Ten Commandments, what makes stealing wrong? If there was no Ten Commandments, what makes sleeping around on your wife wrong? If there was no Ten Commandments, what makes killing another person wrong? If there was no Ten Commandments, What makes the idea of your word being your bond the law of the land? What makes lying wrong, stealing wrong, coveting wrong, if there was no Ten Commandments? Do these universal ethical values just fall out of the air from nowhere? Or are they based upon something? So what they've done to us, folks, it's not that the left doesn't have values. They have a different set of ethics. So in the different set of ethics, they say a woman's right to choose supersedes a baby's right to live. Well, they're ethical, they're moral, but they have no foundation upon which they stand. What are you, what are you saying, Coach? Because they're humanistic. The humanistic in their belief. They don't believe the Christian ethic that all men are created in the image of God. Why do they believe that? Because we allowed the 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 uh, Supreme Court to tell us in 1947 that there's a separation between morality and state, which is not what they said. That is not what they said. So they said there's a separation between morality and state. They took prayer out of school. They took Bible reading out of school. They took Ten Commandments off the wall. They started to kill babies. That all happened, folks, within 20, within 20 years of that ruling. Well, 30 years of Roe versus Wade it took 30 years from 1947 to where the entire system of jurisprudence in America, founded on Christianity, different denominations of Christianity, by the way, was undermined. And atheism and moral relativism became the law of the land. Are you guys following me here? Anybody following me here? This is why I'm saying that when the election is over and the bad guys lose, that we need to begin to once again legislate morality. Because right now, we are legislating immorality. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate to tell you this. What if we lived in the country again? You sitting down? <clears throat> what if you couldn't get divorced? You know, divorce was it. Hey, Spencer, see how quick you are on the switch there, Spencer. When was divorce legalized? When was divorce legalized? Because I'm going to tell you something, friends. Ronald Reagan was the guy that did it, by the way. When was divorce legalized? You guys remember? Anybody remember growing up? No, none of your friends were divorced. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. Remember how rare it was if you ran into somebody whose mom and dad were divorced? Mm-hmm. Divorce in the United States is legal process history. Uh, uh, divorce rates in the United States. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, you got to be careful with, uh, with uh, Wikipedia sometimes because they cheat. Let me tell you something. Ronald Reagan legalized a no-fault divorce in in. Uh, California in 19, early 1970s, I think. I don't have this prepared. I'm sorry to flop around on you like that. Okay, okay. we went through ethics. Then what is morality? Because they're not the same. They're not the same. Ethics is the doctrines. Go back. I'm sorry, Spence. I pulled a fast on you. Let's get this fresh in our head. It's the doctrines of morality or social manners. It's the doctrines of morality. Now, which morality? It's the doctrines of morality. See, it's not wrong to be a homosexual. It's wrong to criticize one. Anybody got it? Anybody with me? You understand ethics? You understand ethics, right? So humanism says what? That the person is above the law of God. So therefore, if you criticize the person, you are unethical. You don't do that. That's wrong. You're not allowed to say having sex with seven partners a week is wrong. You're not allowed to say that anymore, right? Because why? It's not ethical. It's the doctrines of morality or social manners. Who are you to judge? Anybody feeling this but me? 
Anybody, you see what's going on? The church believes this. The church believes that we're not supposed to judge. A system of moral principles, a system of rules for regulating the action and manners of men in society. That is ethics. It's ethics. It used to be a man's word was his bond. You didn't have to sign anything. He gave you his word. Right? I did not have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. He lied to us and stayed president. Why? Because they went to an ethics of immorality which said, hey, all men sleep around. All men sleep around. You'd sleep around too if you're president of the United States, wouldn't you? And they'd thrown all those women to you. All men do it. You see how they change the change the morality and change the ethics. Now hang on. So what is moral then? Morals relating to the practice, manners, or conduct of men as social beings in relation to each other and with reference to right and wrong. The word moral is applicable to actions that are good or evil, virtuous or vicious, and has reference to the law of God as a standard by which their character is to be determined. The word, however, may apply to actions which affect only or primarily and principally a person's own happiness. You know, are, did you guys follow that? Huh? There were universal Christian values whereby we were all expected to live and our laws reflected it. You with me? You all follow me on this, on this history lesson here, this Christian moral history lesson? So what we've done is they have changed morality and thus why, why, how were they able to change morality? Well, they removed God, the separation between the church and state. That's when Oprah Winfrey rises up and talks about your, uh, your what's right to you, your, your ethics, your, they changed it all on us, changed it. Our government is, to, see, if, oh, Lord, let me slow down. See, moral relativism it says morality is real. I'll get you in here just a second. Morality is related to your situation. Morals change relative to the situation. That's called moral relativism. Yes, stealing is wrong, but not if you're hungry. Get it? That's moral relativism. Yes. Homosexuality is wrong unless you're born that way. You understand? Moral relativism. So there's a there's a standard of right and wrong, but it's relative. It changes, right? So they say, listen, you bigots out there, you said that men couldn't have sex with other men because it was a, it was fornication. So we want to get married. Let us get married, and then we'll meet your standard. And we said, oh, okay. All right. So now it's no longer fornication because they're married. Right? Except they changed the mean. Come on, tell me again. Are you getting it? You follow me here? And you won't get this in you won't get this in your uh you won't get this in your Presbyterian church. Moral absolutism then is the idea absolute, absolute right and wrong. Murder is never right, ever, ever. But see, we gotta be careful because all of a sudden they make it right in war becomes right in war. They call it a just war theory that it's okay to murder if you're advancing a moral precept, all right? And by the way, we could take that so far that you could almost justify any murder. You could justify somebody murdering me because I said homosexuality was a sin. Moral relativism will help you justify that. Give me a thumbs up. I'm looking at y'all. So you follow me here, right? Follow me. This is what they've done to us. That look, this is why we have to go back and legislate morality again. Boom. Okay, hang on. So then we have situational ethics. Now we talked about ethics. Ethics is the right and wrong, right? But situational ethics means the way that you behave depends on the situation. There's no absolute right or wrong. It could be right in this situation, but wrong in this situation. So Joe Biden can stand up in front of us and call 81 million of us names, but I'm not allowed to say anything about homosexual. It's situational. You get it? 
Free speech is free as long as you agree with the government. You don't agree with them? Well, then that situation will be wrong. That's wrong. Follow what's going on, what they've done to us. Wow, man. See, of course, I never got any of this stuff before. So if you want to legalize immorality, you want to legalize immorality? It's simple. Get the Supreme Court to change the law, to rule. No, that's wrong. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, uh, two men having sex. By the way, that used to be a that used to be a death penalty. It used to be a death penalty, sodomy. And then they legalized sodomy. Does anybody know when they legalized it? Anybody know? Anybody out there know? Lawrence v. Texas. Lawrence v. Texas. Throw it up there. Throw it up there, Spormy Spencer. Oh, I'm rolling now. Lawrence v. Texas. This is going to be my Brideon show. I'm going to do this on Brideon today, too. Lawrence v. Texas. 1980, I believe. Lawrence v. Texas. Up until 1980, anal homosexual sex was against the law in the United States of America. Always has been, in fact, all throughout history. And what happened? Well, some judges said, nah, nah, we're wrong on that. That's legal. That's not legal. What year? 2003. Hmm. What did the church say? Oh, well, then we might as well have them lead our choir because they sing good. Court says it's legal. No wonder people hate me. Because I bring the truth. Lawrence versus Texas, 2003, they legalized homosexual behavior. A Texas law, criminal, look, reading right there, primary holding. Spencer, can you make that bigger? This is what was brought before the court. A Texas law criminalizing consensual sexual content between individuals of the same sex violates the due process clause of the 14th Amendment. I'll get into that someday. That was the most wicked amendment ever was the due process, the 14th Amendment. It's the most wicked one ever. Now, now look, folks, folks, homosexuality was criminalized. Texas didn't criminalize it. Texas didn't criminalize it. It was criminalized for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And they took it to the Supreme Court and they rolled on October 2020, uh, whatever, whatever. But no, no, we were wrong. Uh, but sex, okay, good thing. Marriage soon follows, doesn't it? Somebody help me here. Doesn't Obergefell, when does Obergefell come in, folks? Come on, Spencer. Hey, change the law. Change the words. Change the world. Change the law. Change the world. We got to legislate immorality. We got to legislate morality. We have to attack and legislate morality, folks. Obergefell versus Hodges. When was that? Why, that was a long time ago. I mean, come on, man. Uh, 2015. Up in 2015. That ain't that long ago. A man couldn't marry a man. This is better than you guys are amening. I'm all I'm all over it today, by the way. <laughs> this is unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the church falls in line. And what do we see? 49%. No, for whatever. What percentage of people, Christians, thought... There should be a separation between the church and state. See, it's not a separation between church and state. Separation between morality and state. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw this one in here, and then I'm going to open it up, because I know someone's going to get in here. Play number seven, because here's where, here's where situational ethics and morality leads us. All right? Huh? Are you ready? Two minutes. Hey. They're using bodies as human compost. Said what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Grinding up bodies and using it as fertilizer. Go ahead. Also known by the term natural organic reduction, the state of California under Governor Gavin Newsom has now joined five other states to use human beings as fertilizer. The excuse for this disgusting practice is once again climate change. And so as the planet increasingly warms, 
cold water for salmon to spawn is increasingly threatened. But if the criminal cabal truly cared about the environment, they'd at least acknowledge that compost in any form releases harmful gases into the air and can contaminate water runoff. Biosolids pair with pharmaceuticals, bacteria, and heavy metals like lead by the time it reaches a treatment plant. But this isn't the point. Governor Newsom, along with supporting the killing of unborn babies and cutting off your energy supplies, is on board with a tactic of the Nazis who used dead Jews as fertilizer for the Auschwitz death camp farm. If you get oxygen to the decomposing flesh, the bacteria will convert it into carbon dioxide, which is easily consumable by the plants. Newsom and his extended family, which include the likes of Nancy Pelosi, Governor Jerry Brown, Senator Dianne Feinstein, and Barbara Boxer are all simply evil. As it states in 1 Corinthians, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, which we have received from God. We were bought at a price and therefore should honor God with our bodies. We are okay, God's cut it ultimate off. Cut creation. It off. Cut, it, cut it off. It's time to legislate morality. It's time to legislate morality, folks. When, we, when this election is won and the Luciferians are turned back, we need to go on the offensive and demand the legislation of morality. Amen. Once again. Uh, somebody give me a thumbs up. Amen. Say, yep, coach. That's it. Because you know what? The left, if the left were to calm down, coach. When the left gains full power, what do they do? They cram their beliefs down your throat. Boom. And when we win. We're all inclusive. We reach across the aisle. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We're at war. It's time to legislate morality. Rich, come on in. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, what, you know, one other thing you could add to this is, and you've kind of answered it already by the way it, you showed us how they've changed the definitions of, of, of names and words is the, the freedom of religion was, as you pointed out, was all Christian-based beliefs of why this law was even created, but yet it was intended for the Christian church, to, the different denominations, but we've allowed non-Christian churches to be established in this in this government, in our government, in our country. Hey, hey, let me ask you a question real quick, Rich. Uh, can somebody please out there uh, tell me uh, a religion where uh, homosex is legal? Can anybody give me one? No. I didn't think so. Can anybody tell me a religion out there where uh, murdering people is legal? Can anybody tell me one of that? Can anybody tell me out there where lying and deceiving, any religion out there where lying and deceiving people is legal, except for, oh, I'm going to say one. It's in the Kabbalah. <laughs> it's in the Kabbalah. Sorry, I hate to tell you that, but it is. Hmm? Right? So we're not just see we're not just living under a different set of religion, friends. Oh, there's a religion, all right. <laughs> oh, there's a religion, all right. Oh my goodness, Susie. Sorry, Coach. Yeah. Okay. You didn't want to, Janine. Um. <clears throat> The, the law that you're talking about for no-fault divorce, I think it started in California on January 1st, 1970, and that was based upon the Family Act of 1969. Also, you just talked about, um, was there is there any religion that doesn't um, go along with homosexuality? Well, if that's, if that's true, there isn't, but there really is, because otherwise we wouldn't have homosexual pastors and hmm. you know in front of the congregation leading the congregations yeah but that's jude that's book of jude right evil men have crept in unawares and it changed the truth of god into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator so Absolutely. that's not really religion that's a that's a uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for it's a it's not a religion for sure it's a misrepresentation of christianity because listen folks you love people don't you Jesus loves everybody. How can you be against love? Two men wanting to get in the bed and insert one penis inside another man's anus? That's love. How can you be against that? God is love. See? See what they've done? 
You know what they've done? By the way, they want to bang your grandson. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a grown-up. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Huh? They're going to find a right to be able to do that. No, don't do you're more. You're bigger than that, right? You're smarter than that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You didn't. You didn't make a peep when they started teaching it in the in the library and then in the school. You didn't make a peep. You didn't make a peep. I want to legislate morality. No sex education in America's schools. I want to legislate morality. Anybody with me on that? Huh? Anybody with me with it? Amen. Most of the church. Most of the church wouldn't be. They wouldn't be with me, huh? Rochelle. Amen. Hey, uh, hey, good morning, Coach. Um, yeah, she was right. It was 1970 with no-fault divorce, meaning yep. that you could start separating amicably. And conservative, I, point conservative being, Ronald Reagan, right? Conservative Ronald Reagan. Yeah, and, and your point being this terrible slippery slope we've been on since then, since divorce, you've got the gay relations legalized, you've got... Then the gay marriage was legalized. Now Stack you the can courts, actually change marry. the law. Stack the courts, change the law. Stack the courts, change the law. Now you can marry almost anything. Now you can marry, marry more than one person. <laughs> They're doing this in New York. Um, and it all goes back to these ancient religions that in, in Canaan, these ancient Canaanite religions. Yeah, it's nothing new under the sun. And they did this in the open. What Coach is talking about with your children, they did out in the open. And that's where they want to take it. Amen. Amen. Dale, come on in. By the way, what Dale, hang on there a second. Bring back up that chart of those uh, of what Christians believe, whatever that thing, that P research, P P U research. Go ahead, Dale. Yeah, hey, brother, a little walk down memory before uh that Lawrence versus which kind of stemmed from that hate crime back in 2001. You remember 19 yep. pastors in Washington, D.C. praying? They all got arrested. And what was Flip Benham's warning to them on, on, September, 9th, on September 9th? America, this is your third and final warning in handcuffs. And boom, right? The Lord yep. lifted the protection off this nation, and we're seeing it unravel ever since. Amen. But see, I'm just stupid enough to think that we can correct it. And that's what I think. I think we're stupid enough that we can reel it back in. My hose was laying out the other day, a long hose. I was doing something. I forgot to put it away. I went back. I, had to, I reeled that thing back up. Now it's organized. I think we can reel the hose back in. That's what I think. Come on in, Emma. A coach, the Muslims allow butt sex if the boy is under 15. That's true. That's true. And the guy is under 32 or something like that. So they do allow it. They But... Yeah, got me there. You got me there. They, they do. Uh, I don't know if all of Islam does, but some support pedophilia and homosexuality. A lot of them throw them off of, throw them off of buildings, though, too. So I don't, I'm, I'm not sure about the different uh, denominations of Islam. Uh, Revelation 2015. <clears throat> Jerry, right? The coach. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind that if there were no shenanigans tomorrow, there would undoubtedly be a red wave. But the thought had also occurred to me that what if the side of evil wants a red wave in order to further the agenda of fear and chaos? What if our side does, right? What if our side does? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Because we elect elect Christian men who don't uh, support Christian standards. Yes, they do. Reach across the aisle. Love your neighbor, right? All those, all those uh, feel-good uh, Christian values. They, they support all those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Have sex with your neighbor. Let's love, love. God is love, by the way. So we're supposed to believe God's involved in sodomy. Give me a break, Keith. Can't hear you, Keith. No, you're down. Sex is not love, and love is not sex. All right. Not the same. Jack and Myra. Uh, Coach, uh, you have to go go back to original intent. Most of the things that you're talking about, the government, the federal government, has no jurisdiction to do in the first place. So we don't Separation between the church. That's right. That's right. States' rights. More legislation. We need de-legislators. 
We need legislators that will go in and de-legislate. We need to remove legislation that they never had the original jurisdiction to put in the first place. Let me show you the poison pill. Here's the poison pill. Pull it up for me, Spencer. 14th Amendment. It was, it was the first of the Civil War Amendments. First of the Civil War Amendments. 14th Amendment. This opened the door to all kinds of deviancy. Spencer will get it up there. Hang on there. 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment. What's it say? Huh? Amendment of the Constitution during the post. Oh, just read what it says. Uh, no, that's not. Where is it? There it is. Yellow. Section one. Okay. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction there are are citizens of the United States. Uh oh. And to the state wherein they reside. Whoops. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. There it is, Jack. Or shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or process without due process of law, nor deny to any person within jurisdictions the equal protections of the law. If Myra can marry a man, I can marry a woman. No. In other words, you marry whoever you love. Equal protection. Oh, you see that, folks? There it is. Uh, there's the trap we caught our foot in. Go, Myra. Regard to um, legislating morality, look um 10, 18 through 21. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall be by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And in that hour, Jesus rejoices in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good is thy sight. Hallelujah. Okay, look, here's what I'm saying. God's laws are immutable and unchanging. We are his representatives everywhere we go. Therefore, we are to enforce God's righteous standard everywhere we go. This is not the same as salvation. Amen. And the church is salvation focused. That's all the church under us. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9, please, verse 6. When's the last time you heard this preached in your church? <clears throat> For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Wait a minute. Hey, whose shoulder? Whose shoulder shall the government be upon? Shall be upon his shoulder. Whose shoulder? The child that was born, the son that was given, government shall be on his shoulders. By the way, he's the head where the body begins at the shoulders. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Right? So that lying pastor out there that's been telling you that Christians aren't supposed to get involved in politics. What's he say about this? Well, coach. Uh, he'll he'll spiritualize it. He'll spiritualize it in some way that'll avoid him having to get involved or go to jail or stand up for truth. He'll spiritualize it. He'll make you feel it's okay. To, who are we to judge, brother? Well, brother, that was in a different time in a dis, different dispensation. Well, brother, that's a, that's the Old Testament, brother. And <clears throat> we're just to love people. I mean, it's unbelievable. 
Somebody, somebody bail me out here. Somebody bail me out. Separation. Uh, hey, Clay, I'm going to see how smart you are, Clay. <clears throat> how many states are there, Clay? 50, Coach. 50? Could you name five of them? Yes, sir. Let me hear you. Yeah, I can name five. Want me to? Yeah, yeah, name five of them. Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Georgia, Florida. That's good enough. Separation between the church and the state. Washington, D.C. isn't a state, is it? Is is Washington, D.C. a state? So how did those guys go to Washington, D.C. and then tell the rest of us we can't have religion? How did that happen? Bait and switch. Huh? That's why we need it. Hey, we need a spiritual reformation. We need a spiritual reformation. We need the Church of America, rather than spending so much time worrying about the rapture, to stand up and say, we're going to establish his kingdom here on earth. Amen. People think I'm crazy when I say that. They think I'm crazy. But the Bible teaches that throughout. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. I think it's chapter 1. Oh, I'm getting drained. I'm going to do this on Brideon, too. You pulling it up for me, Matthew chapter 1, or are you sleeping on me there? Huh? Matthew chapter 1. Now keep going. Maybe it's 2. Keep going. Maybe it's 2. <clears throat> Try 2. Oh, John the Baptist. We're not preaching. Repent. Why? Why? Repent. Why? Why? Kingdom of God's at hand. Kingdom of God's at hand! (laughs) When Jesus came, what did Jesus talk about? Kingdom of God. That's Matthew chapter 3. In those days, thank you, King John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Imminent, right here. For this is the spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying the voice of one crying in one is prepare the way for the Lord, make his pathway straight. And then Jesus shows up and does his first sermon. What's Jesus' first sermon? Slide on down there. I think it's I think it's right there in Matthew chapter three. Uh, keep going. Keep going. No, 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 no. Jesus comes. I should have had this organized. I can promise you this. Jesus shows up, and says the same thing. Repent, uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven. There it is. Kingdom of heaven is at hand. Next, next chapter. Coach, your, your screen. I know. I didn't. I didn't have it. Oh, no. Come on in, Bernie, while I'm looking for it. Yeah, I'm just throwing in that he also told us to pray that his kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as as it is in heaven. And why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we? Because it's just going to... Bernie, don't you go to church? It's just going to get worse, and then we're going to get raptured. Um, You mean there's going to be a great falling away, and, and you want to be part of it? Well, that's what it says. From that time, verse 17, Bernie, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. There it is again. Here it is, right here. So, okay. Clay. Well, it's like uh, I asked a preacher one time uh, why I didn't preach on some subjects. And he said, uh, well, he didn't want to run any anybody out of the church, you know. So if they're tithing, if they're tithing, they, you know, you're not going to call them out on sin if they're a good tither. And the same thing with our government. Our government, sin makes a lot of money for the economy. So they got they got to legislate it to make it okay so they can bring more money into the stock market. Yeah, but they couldn't, they, Clay, they couldn't do that if Christians stood up and said, no, that's sorry, that's wrong. We're not going to do that. Sorry, that's wrong. Sorry, that's wrong. Dale, wrap us up, Dale. That's right, brother, because in the book of Jude, it does not tell us to defend the faith. It tells us to contend the faith, which is an aggressive forward. You don't defend the line of Judah. You unleash the line of Judah, brother, and that's how we crush Satan underneath our feet. Amen, 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 amen. 
Hey, join me fasting today, will you? For the fastest election so we can throw the loose fairings out. And I want everybody watching this to know I'm not a Republican wonk. I'm not a I'm not a Donald Trump accolade. We are in a prevent defense. We have got to prevent them from scoring. And then we have to go on the offensive. What a time to be alive. God bless us. See you tomorrow. Amen.